For the Meat Poultry Podcast, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Associate Editor. Tyson Fresh Meats started out 2021 by identifying the food service trends that would be popular for the meat and poultry consumer. Oslem Werpel, the director of Fresh Meats Marketing, takes pride in figuring out what meat trends Americans will be taking on each year. For this episode of the podcast, Werpel laid out how Tyson identifies the new cuisines that people are starting to try, including Korean barbecue, Middle Eastern cuisines, and the regionalization of more Mexican dishes. She also highlights some of the other food service trends, including takeout becoming a major part of customers' lives even after the pandemic, adding underutilized beef and pork cuts to menus, and how more convenient and customizable options will be available for consumers in the future. I was curious when you guys are putting together these food service trends for 2021, uh, what kind of data? What kind of data you guys use to put this? Uh, conclude all of these different lists of items. Well, we work with uh, Technomics Data Essentials, and our team does a lot of research um, from different websites, from different uh, publications, and see what is trending in all of those and take all of those and condense them to what we believe are the most important ones. We also have um, chefs within our organization and we have chefs that we use as consultants and we, our communications with them, what they are seeing, what they're experiencing. So we have different touch points that we pull all the information together and condense it in as Tyson fresh meat trends that we're seeing. Okay. Yeah, I was I was curious especially about having the chefs as a part of this. Is is that a really crucial area where you can test things and see what's going to be on trend before you even have to put out a certain list of options where you guys can actually test with actual chefs? We we have not done that, but the actual chefs that we have Always, if you think about our Tyson Fresh Meats team and the chefs, they are day in and day out working with the customers, uh, making ideation sessions, bringing those to our customers. As I said, our consultant chefs who own their restaurants, um, they utilize these uh, trends or the flavors or the different delivery methods that we talk about. So definitely there is that backing up of that. But it's not only that, as I said, we look at what people are talking. What is uh, on chefs' uh, Facebook or Instagram? What are they talking about? So that's how we collect that as well. You know, I was curious, Oslam, food service has been such, it's very volatile over the last year. Um, what have you tried to done to try to figure out, um, trying to maneuver everything that's happened during the pandemic and take me kind of through that process of, it's gotta be kind of a moving target a lot of the time. It sure is, it sure is. And I think we've spent most of our time trying to understand our uh, customers' needs at the time. 
uh, was it, as I said, um, more versatile cuts that we could take them? Uh, was it us uh, cutting and portioning it uh, so that they don't have to because of the labor issues they might have? Um, are we looking at, uh, we had another uh, article about what are some of the best cuts uh, that are best in um, carry out. So we worked with our teams and came up with those uh, cuts to help them uh, include in their menus as carry out was the main thing. So as I said, really um, understanding what their needs were, as well as trying to find solutions to their needs. Um, normally we would do ideations and menu gap analysis and those we put on hold because as you said, it was a tough year. Everybody was trying to figure out how to manage those tough times. So we focused on understanding their needs at the time and coming up with solutions to that. Definitely. Yeah, it, it was a challenging year for everyone, regardless of what part of the meat industry that you were going to be in. Um, yeah. Awesome. I, I wanted to ask you and kind of what you've seen and talked to maybe some customers and consumers, how much of the trends that we've seen this year do you think will stick around? Do you think it'll just be a portion of it and a lot of people will be excited to go back to restaurants? Or do you think some of this will just be the, the way of the world of these trends that we've seen during the pandemic? I think um, this pandemic has changed certain things for the long run. Um, but having said that, I think there are going to be different groups. Uh, we were looking at the uh, consumer behavior. Um, during the pandemic, we had kind of bucketed people into four where they are looking at, um, I'm gonna hold and wait and see what I wanna do. Um, some people, totally cut everything off. Uh, some people was like, yeah, we are in this. So mentally I need to find still things where I can submerge um, uh, and uh, do those kind of things. So um, I think the biggest thing we have seen during all this is uh, on the retail side, it is online order and curbside pickup uh, for the retailers. Right. Very similar to what we have seen on food service. So um, when I talk to friends, they tell me that, um, like my mom never did online. Now that we have to, she had to, it's the first hurdle is creating that account, right? right. So they created the account. Now it's easy to just go back and order. Um, so I think we will find a happy medium, hopefully, where as things open up, people will go back to doing certain things that they used to and they miss. But some of the things will be here, not to the extent what it was during COVID, but still they will be here. We will hear from retail that they're going to keep investing on e-commerce uh, because, yes, People saw how convenient it was to order online and pick up or have it delivered. The same with the restaurants. Um, one of the other things I would say, which is maybe not the most positive thing on the restaurants, is 
during this time pe- period, people learned how to cook. Um, we we really did not know, especially the younger generations. Um, they had to experience different cuts. They had to experience different ingredients, different brands, different flavors. And I think they have learned and some of them really enjoyed that. Sure. So when it, some of them will go back to the restaurants. Some of them will stay and do, and there will be a good amount of people who will do both. That's why it's going to become very important for the restaurants to become um, very innovative, uh, bring things and options to the consumers that they cannot maybe really uh, duplicate at home uh, with what they have learned. So we will learn to make that balance going forward, I think. We will be right back to the podcast after this short break. In the March edition of the Meat and Poultry Magazine, don't miss out on the top processors of 2021 as we spotlight the meat and poultry companies that are standing out. Check out our detailed information on the industry in the March issue. Also, don't miss the Bacon Trends Technology Supplement alongside the March issue, where we examine all the makings of the bacon industry. There's all that and more in the latest edition of Meat Poultry Magazine. You know, earlier you you highlighted some of the new flavor trends with Korean barbecue, Middle Eastern cuisines, and Mexican foods being more regionalized. Tell us why those cuisines are now getting more of a bigger trend. I'm sure that they were seen in more um, on the West Coast or maybe in New York City and some of the places on the East Coast before this. But why why have you seen that it's kind of going to the rest of the country now for a lot of those places, a lot of those flavors? Well, I think one of the things is um, world is becoming smaller and smaller and people are getting more sophisticated uh, when uh, you talk about their palate. People want new things, interesting things. Um, and of course, I mean, the food network and um how important chefs are in our lives. If a chef says something, everybody takes it seriously because the authority who knows what they're talking about. So, and chefs are innovative people. They, they want to bring something new, something different. So as a result, I think um, what we are seeing with Mexican food as I said, we always had Mexican food, but now honing into different regionalities, it shows us the sophistication of our uh, palate and uh, people's need to diversify, try right. new things. Uh, young generation, I, I, I love it because they are open to trying new things. And that pushes us to bring new things uh, to the front and give them the opportunities to do those things. And I think Middle Eastern, we have always um, been so far from it um, that now with everything happening, we're trying to understand who they are, what it is, what their cuisine is. And I think as we try more and more, we're liking it, different flavors. So those are the things I would say. No, it, it makes complete sense. And, you know, this last year, people have had more chances to experiment and try something different. Um, Definitely. And, 
And I think that's, I think that's something that's going to stay. Um, you know, I had an interesting question since you've been in um, marketing, especially around food service and meat stuff for a while. Um, in your experience, what does it kind of take for a lot of these trends to catch on and become something that people use year after year? Is it something that it just depends on the product, whether it's going to stick around a long time, whether it, it'll just be one year or maybe it'll just be something that people, it becomes a comfort food for people in the future? Yeah, I think uh, if you think about the menu cycle, uh, where everything starts, um, the entry level is just um, very, very uh, innovative things, um, not very broadly used, but it's out there. Then it starts creating the buzz, right? So more people start using and trying it. Then it gets to the third stage uh, where it becomes very, very commonly used. Um, it's not only uh, independent restaurants who are using, using it to differentiate themselves. More of the national chains start picking up on those things. And once they do, um, consumers like it and it starts becoming um, on our, their pantry. Um, I think that life cycle shows us some of the things that are on the first stage will never make it to the fourth. It really is um, how people's palates um, kind of work with those new flavors, new trends. Some of them, as I said, um, will reach to the masses and the masses will accept it. And once they do, that's when we can say that those trends are here to stay. And then they're not trends anymore. They become part of our lives. Then new trends start coming up. Right. Well, Azam, the one thing I wanted to finish up with, and you know, we've seen such, you know, a, a lot of different and wild things that we've had to deal with throughout this pandemic. Um, as we move more and more openings are coming up, what, what parts of the industry really excite you? Do, you? do you really like that we're just seeing so many different and creative things that people are able to do, even though it's been a struggle for so many restaurants at the same time? Yes, I mean, I, it really is exciting. And as I said, um, some groups will be uh, recovering more than the others uh, right. or quicker than the others. Um, when we look at the food service industry, actually uh, quick serve. Um, if you look at some of the, um, we were talking about the chicken wings, it, companies who uh, did that because that product really uh, is so easy and does so well with carry out. Pizza, look at the pizza category. So some of them will recover uh, quicker and more than the others, but the ones like white tablecloth, um, it will take a little bit and they will have to maybe make changes uh, to what they're offering, how they're offering um, price points. Um, there will be things that is going to be changing. Um, my biggest thing is, uh, as we look at it, food service, sometimes we always think of it 
at least when we look at it in Tyson, it's more the restaurants. But if you think there is um, entertainment, there is uh, hotels, lodging, um, there is non-commercial, uh, K through 12. So there are so many different components when we look at food service as an overall. And um, my concern is, um, as we said, the hotels, lodging, entertainment, um, schools, the recovery period for those. Those are the things that concern me, but the restaurants give me hope uh, as we open up more. Um, as we said, I think they have learned. Uh, look at how QR codes, um, we use, tried to use them in retail years, years ago. And then it didn't work. Look at where QR, QR codes now. Sure. You go to a restaurant, there is a little paper on your table. You scan that QR code, there is your menu. That's going to save uh, menu printing costs. That's going to be um, much healthier. Nobody is touching. So a lot of those kind of good things in my mind uh, came to stay with this. And as I said, I do see hope with the um, uh, overall food service, even though some parts and areas are still a little concerning than the others. Is that what you were looking for, Ryan? Yes. Yeah, and another thing, I, I just had a, a quick question, Oslin. Uh, this is the last one. You know, as, as Tyson, you guys are looking at such a broad landscape of food service retail. Um, how does that work for you guys when you have to look at you're not just focused on one area, you know, you, you do work on food service, but you, you see so many other different areas of the industry when you're looking at it through Tyson Fresh Meats. And I think that is the strength of our company, um, that we are so diverse, not only in the channels we operate, but also the fact that we have different proteins under Tyson. We have beef, we have pork, we have chicken, we have our prepared foods. Um, look at what happened to the frozen items, uh, the prepared items during this time period on the retail side. So um, it is a great balance for us to utilize all the channels and all the proteins, uh, different delivery methods that we have under Tyson. Honestly, it's a blessing that we can service um, all different channels. Um, things switch from time to time. Um, grilling season, very heavy retail. Um, sometimes uh, holidays um, are very uh, food service focused. We make the changes as the demand comes from whatever channel and we try to satisfy all the best we can. Um, this was an interesting time where we were sending product to food service distributors during this time, which were helping retailers in their area for the time being in the pandemic. Um, so it really is providing solutions. Doesn't matter what the channel is. And as the channel changes, we try to adapt and make the changes with them to service them the best way we can. Sounds great. Well, Aslan, this was some great information. Uh, I'm sure I'd love to catch up more and, and see some other stuff some other time, but uh, sure. I, really, I, I really appreciate the time and uh, 
have a have a good day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Make sure to check out the latest stories from the monthly print edition and online at meatpoultry.com. Also follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us. All right, that's it for this time, folks. Thanks for listening and have a great day.